0: If you're looking to create balance, make life simpler, and experience more joy in your motherhood, then mama, you are in the right place. Join us for honest conversations that reflect both the beauty and messiness of being a working mom. Conversations about mothering, wellness, personal growth, and the business of running your own home. Hi, I'm Sarah Reckman life coach, social worker, and mom. If you are a mama who is longing for more time, less stress, and to know that you are not alone, then grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's dive in. Today I have Lauren Hargrove joining me on the podcast. Lauren is co-pastor and church planter along with her husband. Lauren also has a passion for connecting with women. I'm so excited to connect with you, Lauren. Thank you so much for being here. Yes,
1: definitely. I'm very excited to be a part.
0: Yeah. So why don't you start off by sharing a little bit about who you are as a working mom? Okay, so I currently
1: right now have three children under the age of four, and my husband and I have been married for going on 11 years. We, like you said, are church planters. We did that back in 2017, began that amazing crazy journey shortly after that is when we first started having our children so you know for us right now in this season it started off just homer and i pursuing the ministry as god called us and we were bivocational then we began to have children and at that point i began to stay at home so i was a stay-at-home mom and so i don't have your typical nine to five job but we do definitely including myself juggle motherhood home life, all that, but ministry. And so that does take a lot and require a lot of juggling different things, children, home life, all of that great stuff, but also preparing messages for ministry, preparing content, and also really connecting with other people. And that is our true passion is really connecting with other people. But for myself now, fast forward to this season of my life in motherhood and and all that kind of stuff. I have two of my older girls, they're going to school and I have my younger little boy still with me before he starts school. And so during this season, it's kind of opened up the door to really give a little bit more time to what I would say our ministry, but also, as we'll talk more about later, just even the ministry with women that God's birthed in my heart about two years ago, and we've really been pursuing. So really, it's been a journey. It's been beautiful, but... I am enjoying this season of being able to not only have fun, love my children, my family, be there with them and be so intentional, but also, Hey, you know what? I think I have more time to invest in these women, to invest in this ministry, to invest my time, effort, and really God's heart and love into this season. And then also I just began this about two weeks ago, but this is something I prayed for, for about a year or more. God, how can I do something I'm passionate about, but also not go back to a nine to five job, but produce an income from home where I could still be in charge of my schedule. And so I just launched, call it, if you will, Lori's Kitchen because I have a side passion of cooking. I love it. And this past week, I've been really surprised at the turnout with just throwing it out there. So God has been so good. And I've been in the kitchen cooking home-cooked meals for families. And especially like my heart is for moms who are busy, don't want fast food, but want a home-cooked meal. And it's just been really rewarding to be able to do that as well. And again, in this season, I've been like, well, I can do it in this season. Maybe a year or two ago, no, could barely cook for our family. And so I really just recognize seasons and you know what you're called to, the work you're able to focus on and not focus on, and just really allowing yourself to go with the flow and recognizing those seasons. And so it's been very rewarding, definitely learning to juggle and be responsible over many things, but doing it with God's grace. So yeah, that's a little short introduction about myself and the season that we're in.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And I can really resonate with that. We've talked before about how my husband also is a pastor and planted a church 2011. So it was a while ago, but ministry isn't a nine to five job, right? Like ministry is a lifestyle. And so (laughs) I don't think people realize the extent. I feel like even when you're in maybe the North American world, um, Mm -hmm. oftentimes when people think of missionaries or missional living, they think of people in other countries, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you plant a church, you're very missional right? Everything yes. that you do, mm-hmm. that church community is really a part of that. And so exactly is this unique balance as a working mom in ministry? Right. Exactly. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also love that you talk about seasons because I talk a lot about seasons, especially when I'm talking about balance, Right, the moms being able to achieve balance. And I think balance is achievable, but mm-hmm. only when we redefine what balance is and base it on the season right. that we're in.
1: Exactly. I totally agree. That's something my husband also shares with people as well is balance. So I feel like the idea of balance has almost been looked at in the wrong way. Like I have to achieve this is balance, but really recognizing in a sense, there's no such thing as balance. But at the same time, there is, if you take a step back and shift your perspective, what does balance look like? In every season and it will be different. It's not this one word, this one way to find it, but really being able to go with the flow and finding that in the season that you're in. And so, yes, I love that idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that way that he puts it too. And, and I would add too that for me, I also talk about balance being a feeling as opposed right. to an achievable outcome.
1: Exactly. Right? And so we can yes.
0: experience a feeling of balance, even though some seasons work needs to have the priority over family and in some seasons family right. needs to have the priority over work. Exactly. Um, so that balance in terms of equal, isn't what we're talking about when we're talking about balance, but it's that feeling right. of being balanced and grounded in the busy schedule or in that exactly. season that you're living.
1: Yes. I love that. I love that perspective very much because it's very true.
0: So today you're here specifically to share your knowledge and wisdom with us on motherhood and faith. And so I'd love you to start off by sharing a little bit about your belief around motherhood and why there's no such thing as the perfect mom. So
1: I started my motherhood journey almost five years ago when I had my first, and it took us three years to conceive. We've had two miscarriages and then God blessed us with our beautiful baby girl, Joy, our first one. And then two came right after, right? (laughs) And so along this journey, I've recognized and had to learn and pray and all these things about the idea of this perfect mom. So I know that none of us necessarily are sitting here. Like I need to be a perfect mom, literally vocalizing that. But I feel it's almost like this subconscious thought or something heavy on our heart that we need to achieve this quote unquote perfection in our motherhood. You know, we want nothing more as a mother. We're naturally built to be the best mom we can and to pour into our children day and night and to just do it right. And that's a heavy weight to carry. And it can feel so overwhelming. You know, when we literally have that idea, even subconsciously, like I've got to just do it right. The times that we feel like we fail in those areas, it's almost a heavy weight that carries this guilt. Right. And so when it comes to the idea of there's no perfect mom, you know, I really believe that it's easy to feel inferior or even superior when you look around and compare yourself to other moms, whether it's your friend group, whether it's Instagram, I mean, that's, Everywhere, you know, all the different influences and ideas. But what I've learned is that this perfect mom idea is really just a myth, a fairy tale, if you will. And I truly believe that God has chosen each one of us to be the mother to the very unique children that he's blessed us with each child, each home, each family, it requires a unique foundation, principles, values. It is going to be different than the family, the mother right next to you. And if we are so busy focusing on the other moms around us, trying to achieve this perfection that maybe we see on the outside or even within ourselves, that's a whole nother story for another day. But the those those standards we even have for ourselves, we will miss the beautiful, unique design that our family was meant to have. What works for them may not work for you. What works for that mother and her children may not work for you, right? And that's okay. And that's something that I've had to realize and say and be confident in. You know what? That is okay. We should be women who are confident in what God has called us to do at for our family, for our children, and then applaud other moms who either do it the same or do it differently based off of what they feel called to do. So pretty much in my opinion, there is no perfect mom, but you are the perfect mom for your kids, if that makes sense. So that's kind of my heart behind that. And that's something that through my motherhood journey so far, I feel like God has really ministered to my heart and given me this new confidence To just follow his leading in our family and be confident in that.
0: And so, yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Lauren. I really appreciate that perspective. And I love that our messages are so aligned because I always say to moms, like you are the perfect mom for your children, right? Like God gave you those children to love and care for and raise and be community with and I think often when moms think that they have to be a perfect mom, or mm-hmm. like you said, unconsciously or subconsciously, mm-hmm. the question I feel like they're often asking is, am I enough? Right? right. Am I doing mm-hmm. enough? Am I a good mom? The underlying that perfect mom belief is that question of, am I enough? And It's the number one question that comes up when I do these podcasts, when I do my counseling with moms. And I think that thankfully as a Christian, that we have this beautiful understanding about how we're enough no matter what right and where we get that enoughness from and then also like you said we're really realizing that we are enough because we are the perfect moms for the children that we have right yeah exactly. and we're gonna screw up sometimes right that doesn't mean perfection it's true
1: exactly and we just
0: have to accept that yeah and it's okay yeah yeah
1: And, you know, just adding on to what you said, you know, we actually, in our last mom's group, we talked a little bit about this concept and one thing that I feel like God kind of asked me this past week, because even though I feel like I was just sharing, I feel like God's really spoken these truths to me. And I've been confident in this principle of there's no perfect mom, but I'm the perfect mom for my kids that. I still deal with mom guilt at the end of the day. Like, did I have enough time with my kids? Did I spend enough intentional time? Should I have done this better? Did I overreact to all these questions? And I feel like many times at the end of the day, I'm sitting there just thinking about those things, right? Rather than all the great moments. I asked some of our moms in our mom group this past week, if Jesus came and sat next to you on the couch, right after you put the kids to sleep and right after you dealt with their 50 different requirements before actually going to sleep and you sat down just exhausted, and Jesus came to sit next to you, do you think that one, he would say, okay, so let's talk about this. Why did you yell at them earlier? Or why did you feed them spaghetti tonight instead of a home cooked meal? Or do you think he would say, Hey, you know what? I saw you today. You did a great job. You did the best you could. And I'm so proud of you, you know? And so I was encouraging moms to really remember God's heart and know that he's with us along the journey and that he's rooting for us rather than condemning us like our own thoughts do, you know? And so I thought I would share that because it's really been something I've been thinking about every night and allowing myself to receive God's grace rather than my own condemnation for who knows what, you know? And so, yeah,
0: yeah. I love that perspective. And it really shifts how we then talk to ourselves, right? We are supposed to love ourselves and we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. And if we're talking so negatively and criticizing and mom guilt, oh, I have a whole podcast episode on mom guilt because that's a whole topic in and of itself. But I think just using that reflection about is this how... She doesn't speak to us at the end of the day really allows us to change our thinking towards ourselves. I'd be a little bit more tender yeah. and gentle to ourselves. yeah, I'm sure. yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. And you mentioned your mom group, and I know that as moms, community is so important. So I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts and hear your wisdom. I know you're trying to build a mom community. What's the importance of community for moms and how do they work towards finding that or creating that?
1: Right. So I'll say that this community was birthed during the pandemic for, you know, most of us know about that. Right. And yeah. so about two plus years ago, and I remember during that season, I still had my two young babies. So one was like a little over one, one was a six months plus. I wasn't yet pregnant with my third and it was lonely. And so I remember my husband had to be gone most of the day for work. And so I was there when they got up all the way to when they went to the sleep. And that's when my husband would get home during that time. I did didn't didn't have many friends. And it was right before actually the pandemic started. And then the pandemic started. Right. And so I remember just feeling overwhelmingly alone, just trying to survive each day and just feeling like I had no one to really talk to, just talk to, be with, hang out. And I remember through that time, I began going a couple of times to a Bible study that some friends had, and it was great. I loved it. I was like, this is what I've been needing community. But shortly after that, they had to shift their purpose for it, which was totally okay. That's what they were doing. Great. But I remember longing for continued motherhood community. Mm -hmm. I needed other moms to be able to talk to, you know, as we know, we all want that. And my husband looked at me one day. He's like, why don't you just start it? And I was like, What? Like, that's what I'm looking for. He's like, I know, but you have it within you to start it because just like you, other women need exactly what you're needing. And if you just say, Hey, do you want to be my friend? Do you want to have these times together where we can grow together in God's word and in fellowship and community? You know, that's what other women need. I was like, you're so right. So literally after that, I began to just reach out to the moms. Hey, do you want to do this with me? Do you want to get together once a week and grow together in God's word and with each other? And before you know it, they're like, yes, 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 yes. They all wanted the same thing I wanted. And then two, three years later, I have been in awe of what God has done in this group, just building this community. And all of these other women said, yes, I feel the same way. I need friends. I need more of God. And I just need community. I can't do this alone because it's lonely. And so, you know, motherhood can be so rewarding, so beautiful, so amazing, but it can also be lonely at times. We spend our days pouring in our heart and our soul into raising our children while doing it. It can be so easy to overlook the important areas of our life. The other important areas, such as community, right? We need friends. You need friends. Every season of motherhood though, I have found can be too busy. And if we allow ourselves to make that excuse, well, you know what? Right now I just have a newborn right now. I have crazy toddlers right now. I have this and this and I get it like 100%. But if we realize this, even sacrifice and investment in reaching out to other communities, friends, all those things, how beneficial in every season of our life and even how desperately we need it, we would make that much more intention to make room for it. Right? right. I was so lonely in that season moving forward. This community has been such a blessing, not only to me, but other women's, but I have started to see God do crazy things. I've prayed, God, send me great life. giving friends. And that's a whole nother topic for another day. The friends that you allow in your life really matter. And a couple of things, There's one day I went to the park. I decided instead of being a little shy, I reached out to a mom said, Hey, how old is your kid? That's always a good talking point at the park. Yeah. (laughs) How old is your kid? Right. It's a first like icebreaker. We now fast forward, started talking are literally, she's one of my best, best friends just from a conversation at the park. Another time in our neighborhood, a mom reached out on the neighborhood Facebook group, you know, some neighborhoods have that and said, Hey, are there any stay at home moms I'm looking for someone to walk with? And usually I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But I don't really always reply to stuff like that. I was like, yes, I'm here. Let's do it. Now there's literally a group of five or six of us that walk a couple of times a week together with our kids. And we are the greatest friends. We have a group chat and everything. And it just took reaching out and being intentional. There's so many other stories I've seen throughout my experience and other experience, but what I will leave with the thought on community is number one, it's important. Number two, we need it more than we realize. And number three, don't wait to be befriended, but go be a friend to someone because just as much as you need friendship, they need you. So instead of waiting and like, I don't have any friends, go put a post in your neighborhood group chat, go talk to the mom at the park, go to that birthday party, even though you don't know any of the parents and you're like, oh, that's going to be weird. Just do it and talk to them. And you'd be surprised that that might be your best friend in the near future. And so life-giving community literally is a game changer in motherhood. So yeah. that's the thoughts I would share on community.
0: Yeah, thanks. I love how you took the courage to make that first move. And I think that's so important because it's hard making friends as a mom, right? For me in my 30s, to make a new friend when you're at home with your kids or you're at work, like it's hard sometimes. And so I love that idea of like just having the courage to reach out because you're right. I'm sure somebody out there needs that friendship just as much as you do. And I also love that idea of posting, like I've seen in our neighborhood group posting, like, hey, my daughter needs a friend. Is there anyone whose daughters would enjoy this activity or enjoy these things? But I love that that woman posted like, does anyone need someone to walk with? Because it's right. not like, hey, I need a friend, right? But it's yes. a really tangible way of building a friendship.
1: Exactly.
0: Through an activity that is easier to invite someone into your life through.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I post about this regularly on my Instagram is that I love the quote, it takes a village to raise a child, but right. I think it's missing the part of, And to care for a mom, right? Like it's not just to raise the child. It's also to raise that mother up. And so I really value your wisdom and your longing to share about the importance of community because you're right Right. about it. I think we were meant to live in community.
1: Oh yeah. And that was God's heart and design for us to not do anything alone, not only in motherhood, but life. And so it is, it is just so much more important than sometimes we realize and it's so worth it.
0: Yeah. 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 So I know you touched on it a little bit when we talked about not being a perfect mom, but I would love to hear a little bit more on depending on the grace of God and what that looks like in motherhood, because that's the other part of the equation of we can't do it alone. Right. We need physical community. And we also need to depend on the grace of God.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'll say that that's how our moms group, our community, our podcast was birthed and and momming with Jesus. And so, you know, when I thought of like, I prayed about it and I thought of the name, I feel like God was like, it's so simple. And this is what we're doing. You are with me in this journey. You are momming with Jesus. And so we need community. Yes. We need to know that we are enough in motherhood, but we need God. We need God. And, you know, God doesn't expect us as mothers to know it all and to get it all right. He truly doesn't. If, you know, sometimes it's not like we're truly thinking that, but like we might feel that, like, oh, I'm walking on eggshells. I got to get this right. And then we mess up, like, God, I'm so sorry. Like, no, God is like, I don't expect you to be perfect. And it's so important to know that Jesus Himself is with you in this journey. You can lean on Him in the Big details and in the little details, he cares and he is there. And, and, you know, it reminds me of this verse that I shared this past week. I don't remember the reference exactly, but it says that God leads the mother with their young. So he's referencing sheep in this specific verse, but it's the heart of God. And it's saying that he leads the mothers with their young. And I truly believe that for us, we need to understand that he knows the responsibility, the sacrifice, the love, everything it requires to raise children. It is not an easy task and it is a beautiful one, but it is not easy. And he knows the weight that comes with it. And I'm not saying that's always a negative weight, but the weight, the responsibility, and he wants us to really believe in our core that he has his arm like around us saying, okay, so this is where we're leading your children. Come over here. Let's tell them to go this way. You know what? Like, let's do this. You know, let's readjust this. Let's do this. Let me show you the way to go that he is just right there with you. That's all I can say. And that the times that we fail, the times that we feel like we mess up, we fall short, the times that we don't know what to do in motherhood. Sometimes we can sit there almost paralyzed. Like, I don't know what to do. My kid is going through this at school. I don't know what to do. My kid is not listening or responding to any kind of discipline method. I don't know what to do. My kid, you know, is having a hard time being bullied or should I homeschool? Should I send them to school? Like all of these big questions, my kid isn't eating. What do I do? There's so many questions we have in motherhood. And sometimes we just sit there paralyzed, trying to figure it out, trying to find an Instagram influencer to see what they do, try to read a book. And all those things are great. But sometimes we forget that we can just sit there and tap in because here's the thing. God created us. But he created our children. The Bible even says that he knew them before they were even conceived. In Jeremiah 1 5, that he knew us before we were in our mother's womb. So we know our children so much, right? We can even predict some of their behaviors and responses. How much more does God? So fast forward in these details of our motherhood, how much more does he know what they need, even more than we do? How much more does he know the next step, the answer to those questions? And so sometimes we have to sit there and say, you know what, God? I don't know, but you do give me the wisdom, discernment, and leading. Sometimes he will just drop it in right away in your heart. And you just know, and you know what? There'll be times when you don't. And that's when you just say, okay, I don't know what you're saying yet, but I'm just going to take it moment by moment and know that you care for my kids even more than I do. And that you will see to it as I pray and ask you and put you first in the situation that you will show me which way to go because he cares not only for your children, but for you. And so mommy with Jesus in my opinion, is the best way to mom and rely on and relying on his grace, knowing that you may not know it all. You may not be perfect, but he fills in those gaps because he is God and he loves yeah. you. And so, yeah,
0: I think too, as you were talking, it also came to mind in terms of like, that's another reason why a community is so important because God also speaks to other people, right? He puts people right. in our lives yes. to also be that voice for him. Right. And so sometimes we don't know, and then we can reach out and, and, connect with that friend who we really trust and who has that same vision for motherhood. Exactly. And, and we can speak through those people as well. Right?
1: Yes. Yes. And I totally agree because it's God will either speak to you somehow, some ways supernaturally, but God genuinely 100% uses other people and their wisdom and their knowledge and will bring it at the right time. And so we have to also allow that to be the case and trust when God is speaking to us in all shapes and forms.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. I encourage you all to give Laura a follow, check her out on social media. Where's the best place for moms to connect with you and to learn from you?
1: Yeah, you can follow me on social media. That is Lauren A. Hargrove. And then you can also connect with our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And that is Momming with Jesus. So those two best places to connect with us.
0: Perfect. Thanks. And I'll put all the links in the show notes at sarahreckman.com slash 29. Awesome. So I have one last thing for us to chat about since one of the goals of my podcast is to let moms know that they're not alone. At the end of each interview, I like to ask my mom guests three special kind of rapid fire questions. Are you okay if we do those now? Yeah. So question number one is what is one thing that you long for?
1: Okay. One thing that I long for is for moms to truly believe that they're doing a great job for them to throw out the mom guilt cycle and believe that God has equipped them for motherhood and he is rooting for you. So believe you're doing a great job, please. Because I just really believe that that's what God's heart is for us to know.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Number two is as a working mom, what keeps you up at night?
1: Yeah. So right now I'm stay at home slash working, but you know, still working. Right. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Thank you. It's very true. And like I shared earlier, I still spend time working in ministry and, you know, side business that just began, but this requires more of my time and more of my attention. So sometimes the worries of how can I manage it all while ensuring my kids are always my first priority, being a happy and present mom, but still pursuing these other passions and goals and things that ultimately will benefit our family and just realizing like, how am I going to do this all? So sometimes it's, those are the thoughts that are going through my head, but I have to remind myself, Hey, we're all working on that and we're all trying our best. And so just finding that peace and those thoughts.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to number three, which is what is one lesson that you have learned along the way that is important to pass on to other working moms?
1: Right. Right. So I would say the time that you do have with your kids that might look different for every mom's situation, dynamic with work and stuff, just choose to be fully present, to stop and pause and try to just enjoy the moments. And I know sometimes we're like trying to enjoy the moments, but then they're yelling and there's chaos and you're like, I want to enjoy this, but I'm going to have to tell them to stop (laughs) and behave, right? But trying to enjoy those moments and trying to also cut that to-do list that I feel like we always have running in our head, even when it's like, okay, I'm not doing work right now. I'm with my kids. It's almost always there sometimes of choosing to say, you know what, pause, we'll get you done and be still with your kids and enjoy those moments. So really just when you can be with your kids, you're not cooking, cleaning, working, just choose to be present and say, how can I enjoy this moment and just make it fun? And enjoy those times that you have with them. And I feel like at the end of the day, you and your kid will feel, okay, today was a good day. We had this connection moment and everything's working out and I'm grateful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing both the beautiful and messy parts of motherhood with us. It was a pleasure to connect with you today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. If you'd like to learn more about how I can help you or how you can implement all these things and more into your life to make it simpler, freer, and more abundant, head to sarahreckman.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with someone you think would love it. Also, please leave a review. Your ratings and reviews help more moms like you find this podcast. Mama, remember, you don't have to do it alone. See you next time. I'm Sarah Reckman, and this is the wholehearted mom podcast.